Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. So I know everybody's getting ready for the debate. You know I'm getting ready for the debate. I'll be live streaming the debate over at TonyKatz.com. Me, I am Tony Katz. This is Tony Katz today. What's going on, everybody? 833-468-8669. 833-GOT-TONY. That is the number. That's how you get to be a part of the show. TonyKatz.com. You can be a supporter. Do anything you want. It's your life, not mine. But if you do become a supporter, thank you. I really appreciate it. Um, yes, uh, we'll be following the debate. And then uh, after the debate, I'll go back and I'll watch the interview between Trump, President Trump and Tucker Carlson. And of course, everybody's uh, appearing in Fulton County and they're all getting ready to get booked. And you got Rudy Giuliani, who's standing up for America. Uh, to Georgia, and I'm feeling very, very good about it because I feel like I'm defending the rights of all Americans, as I did so many times as a United States attorney. People, people like to say I'm different. I'm the same Rudy Giuliani that took down the mafia, that made New York City the safest city in America, reduced crime more than any mayor in the history of any city, anywhere, and I'm fighting for justice. I have been from the first moment I represented Donald Trump, and it is a man who has now been proven innocent several times. I don't know how many times he has to be proven innocent, and they have to be proven to be liars. I mean, he's... They're all coming out strong. They're like, you want to come get us? Come get us. We are not We are not going to crack. We are not going to break. This is all actually very good for Trump and certainly for Trump supporters. We're like, yeah, we're going to fight this thing, damn it. And and that part, these people aren't aren't cracking. They talk about some guy who, who flipped. Yeah, the reason that you went after some perfunctory at Mar-a-Lago, the reason you go after a perfunctory here and there and charge them in, uh, you know, for... In, in these indictments so you can get them to flip. Well, of course it is. Of course, that's the purpose. That's what makes it so disgusting when you put the squeeze on these people. You take a guy from, let's say, Mar-a-Lago. Oh, you move boxes from point A to point B. Oh, you, uh, you, 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 were, you were asked to do X, Y, or Z. We'll come after you, the full weight of the federal government. We will destroy your ability to make a living. We'll destroy your family. We'll destroy your life. Or you can just say this. Come on, look how easy it is to say this. Don't you just want to say this? It's disgusting stuff. Disgusting stuff. But with all that, there's a story of a woman from Chicago who sent emails threatening to shoot Donald Trump and Barron Trump, quote, straight in the face. Now, this is not alone with people going wanting to go after Trump and hating on Trump we Kathy Griffin and the severed head never forget Kathy Griffin's disgusting she used to be funny and then she gave it all up to be political and Janine Garofalo did the same Chelsea Handler did the same I don't know if Handler was ever really really funny not in the way Garofalo was for me and certainly not in the way Kathy Griffin was for me they all gave it up they all decided to be broken people and go on vicious rancid attacks because of their politics as opposed to simply having disagreements and discussing things and yes we, there were there was this this uh, this guy uh, was it a man or a woman i think it was a man um oh this was the guy who was uh, supposedly making threats uh, about uh, kamala harris and making threats about this democrat and that democrat and the fbi raided his home and killed him they killed him he was making threats online. I'm not saying that the threats were acceptable. I'm saying they killed the dude. 
And there's a real story here about the FBI committing murder. I am not seeing where this guy was a threat in response. He had firearms. That's not a threat in response. Was the firearm aimed at an FBI agent's head and he was pulling the trigger? Now you're on to something. The story went so quickly that uh, it, it feels to me that nobody wants to actually notice what the FBI did in this case. Now, I don't think the FBI does this in all cases, and there are clearly things that the FBI does that uh, we're all better off for. Uh, the going after citizens isn't the, the one that makes them look good. And in this case, they couldn't arrest this guy. It had, it, they had to kill him. I want to know so much more. I'm not condoning the threats. But in this case, uh, in, in, in this dude's case, he was threatening the, 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 the people, right? The, the, these progressives who he disagreed with. Wrong thing to do. I don't understand the threats. I don't understand uh, the, 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 uh, the, the bomb threat stuff. I, don't, I, n- I never have gotten down with any of it. Uh, you're, you're calling people and you're leaving threatening messages. It's just, oh, it's cliche nonsense. One could argue that in, in that case, he was going after the people he didn't like. In the case of this woman, this Tracy Fiorenza, 41, she wants to go after Donald Trump's son. I will state that I will shoot both of them straight in the face at any opportunity I get. That was an email that she wrote on May 21st. And then she followed up with the second one saying that she would do it again to Baron Trump. The kid? I may, maybe he's 18 by now. I don't know. All I know is he's super tall. Whatever his issue is, his issue is, which seems, uh, at least seemed clear. I, I, I don't know. I couldn't diagnose. Um, some people wondered if he was autistic or Asperger or something uh, like that. I, I, the answer is I don't know. But it always seemed like he was just a little disconnected from the rest of the room. I, I think that's a, a very acceptable thing to say. Why are you going after the kid, man? What the, what the kid do? It's it's a weird place when you have to parse the threat. Because I, I I'm I'm with you. We shouldn't. We shouldn't be people who parse the threat. Threats are threats. But I don't know what happens to someone when they're going after the kid. And in this case, an actual kid. When they tell me I can't talk about Hunter Biden, I'm like, okay, you just stop it now. That dude's 50. I can say anything I want. Well, he's an addict, and everybody knows that you need to have compassion. No, 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 no. If the addict is working on getting bribes to his vice president father to change policy, to have uh, prosecutors fired, if the addict is using his father's name to line his own pockets at the possible uh, um, uh, threatening of the United States and our security, well, then I'm going to talk about the 50-year-old. The addict. I don't I don't care if it makes someone happy. He lived for two weeks in the White House, and within those two weeks, that's when they found the cocaine. It's Hunter's cocaine. I don't know why. Why? Why can't we just say it's obvious it was Hunter's cocaine? It was Hunter's Coke. Do you know that for sure, Tony? Nope. Nope. It's only an allegation. 
you see, you call it an allegation. And then what happens is, is you don't, uh, you don't go to jail. It's just a little, it's a little subtle tip right there from me to you. Yeah, I just want to, just want to help you out with that right there. You're welcome. You're welcome, America. You're, you're welcome, my legal team. Certainly would make sense that a guy lived there for two weeks. He's a drug addict, and you find cocaine. Um, I think you could just do math. Going after kids, I don't, I don't, I don't get that. When people said you shouldn't make fun of Chelsea Clinton's looks when she was a child, they were right. When people discussed not bringing up Sasha and Malia, the Obama children, they were right. They're kids. Who knows if they agree with their parents? Remember when Kellyanne Conway's kid was making news and people wanted to interview the, the, the daughter of Kellyanne Conway and George Conway? And I think George Conway is disgusting. I'm, I'm not the biggest fan of Kellyanne Conway. I, do you remember? Oh, God. I had her on the show once. And I asked her a question. She went on such the attack on me. I'm like, I'm not attacking you. And she was like, you know what you said. But when you live in a world where you're constantly being attacked, everything, you know, look, looks, like, looks like an attack. If you're a hammer, everything looks like a nail. You're, you're, you're constantly living under that, so you're constantly ready for, for combat. Can't be easy when your mom and your dad are these these famous figures and on very different sides in the aisle and and you're and you're the kid and she was coming out with this the kid and Kellyanne Conway's kids coming out with that and I said what are we talking about the kid for it's it's a kid can we leave the kid alone doesn't matter what she says it's not newsworthy when David Hogg and the rest of the Parkland students were being disgusting as if the shooting at after the shooting at Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School I never once went after the kid. I did go after the parents. Disgusting, pe- disgusting people who allowed their child to be abused by news networks. The disgusting adults at CNN and other places that abused David Hogg and utilized him as a prop. Now, as an adult, as someone who's actually graduating Harvard as if he ever earned his way in, he deserves all the derision he gets. He is a know-nothing know nothing beta male weakling and if you raise your son to be like david hogg you failed you failed david hogg is not a role model david hogg is a cautionary tale and the proof that abuse has real world effects i wish that dude the best maybe he can turn it around but he has found that there is reward in just being this guy and doing this thing. And it doesn't matter if you say anything that's bright. As long as you say guns are bad, there will be a paycheck for you. It's gross what we saw, the abuse of this child. But I never, ever went after him. Never once. Because you don't go after kids. You just don't do it. You just don't do it. And so while I don't want to be the guy who parses death threats, there is something that hits is just, when I see a death threat, I'm like, what's wrong with you? When I see a death threat to a kid, I'm, I say, what is wrong with you? There, there's a difference. It's, I, I mean, it's hard, it's weird. It's worse, right? I'm not crazy. 
It's worse. It is obvious to anyone that Baron Trump has nothing to do with his father's politics or his father's past statements or his father's current dealings or anything else. Or, by the way, has nothing to do with Melania's past statements or past career or past this or that, what have you. How in the world do you decide he's the one you're going after? What is it about the person? What are they filled with? It's... It's, it's more than hate. It is rage, but it's... I have never been so angry that I have completely lost my soul. I have done things that are wrong before in anger. I have. And certainly, certainly... I have realized it in the moment, like, yep, that was a mistake. Like, boom, right there. You didn't realize after you sent the first email that threatening a kid is wrong? And I already discussed the fact that I think that America would say, I I don't know what's up with with Baron. There's something, there's something. I don't know what it is, but there's something. It didn't dawn on you? You were still so consumed with rage, and and that's the part. That's the reason I bring the story up. I often discuss the fact that the world is crazy and we don't have to be. I I say it because I, I, I mean it. There is a lot to be disgusted by. We see uh, administrators and adults going after kids. We see the sickness and twistedness of DEI I was discussing earlier. We see the despicable nature of Joe Biden. There is a lot to be discussed by, and we see things on, yes, the Republican side, on the political right, we're like, what is wrong with you? There are things to infuriate. You'll let something so infuriate you that you're willing to give up your soul, and yeah, and let's get the kids too. That's the part that disgusts when you see people going after kids. You see people on the political left gladly going after kids they won't leave the kids alone you know when your four-year-old tells you uh that they're trans believe them because kids know no they don't you schmuck of course they don't why are you going after my kid what's wrong with you and that's what we say to these adults why are you going after my kid you know what we don't say well now i'm going after your kid that doesn't happen As a matter of fact, you never thought that a day in your life. As a matter of fact, you have never, ever... Ask yourself, what what is the expression? Search your feelings, you'll know they're true. Thank you, Obi-Wan. You know that you never said, oh yeah, we'll go after your kid. You didn't do it. Even if you were to try and say in some kind of joke, people would go, whoa. Because you know that that isn't it. It's the kids leave them out of it and part of the fight when we talk about the kids is that you won't let them be children you really think they have agency they should be able to decide this and decide that and decide the other kids can't decide they're children and they have to be allowed to be children and parents have a job to protect children more often than not from themselves you leave them out of it this story about this woman in chicago the kid 
And really, she's emblematic of a, of, of, of a philosophy. What do you do when you're so filled with rage? So filled with rage that, you know, everybody, everybody's, got, you have to go after everyone. No one is innocent. The children. The world is crazy. You do not have to be. But you better damn well be aware that a lot of people are angry in a way you cannot comprehend and they don't know what to do with it. That's what we have to bring down. Yeah, very difficult to do when you've got a media apparatus that uh, profits from it. I mean, they do. They do. Gin up anger, gin up hate, blame the other guy. The other guy's destroying the republic. The other guy is a threat to democracy. The other guy this, the other guy that, the other guy this. The world is crazy and you don't have to be. Oh, you got to fight. You just don't have to be crazy. I'm Tony Counts. But today I'm really, really happy to report that the city is hiring uh, for the six positions for its first pilot alternate response um, team. It's going to be a a way for 911 operators to dispatch calls to somebody other than police, somebody other than fire, um, a uh, crisis responder um, who is unarmed. Um, The police department will be aware of the dispatch. They may attend. They may stage uh, nearby. This is Seattle where they are launching uh, this uh, new uh, program. Uh, Council member there, very excited that there's going to be these crisis responders who are unarmed and 9-11 operators can uh, dispatch them to, uh, to, to the scene. The truth is, I have zero problem with this, and I don't think you do either. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. It is one thing to say defund the police and you want to eliminate police and not have police, and and you could do it all with these crisis people no you can't and the cities who have tried this have found this out and and i'm glad that they felt the pain and the only problem will be is that the people who did this won't ever lose election that's what's so gross but what is so wrong about a city saying hey we're gonna try this addition i don't actually think there's anything wrong with it let them do it and then let us watch and see if it works Let us learn from them, but let us learn the positive and the negative. If you send out 100 of these uh, crisis responders unarmed and all 100 get killed, it's a bad idea. If you send out 100 of these crisis responders and 99% of them are able to help somebody without any police intervention, maybe you're onto something. And then a municipality and a society could decide what in the middle is good or isn't good, what are the benchmarks, etc. I have no problem with trying different things. Who am I to say that I've got every answer? I, I don't. I don't mind trying different things. Because if we're talking about replacing the police, this is going to fail. If you're talking about trying to augment it in a certain way, let us watch from the safety of our city what it is the people of Seattle do. We'll see if it works. That's exactly what we should do with the bourbon in one hand and popcorn in the other. And we should see whether or not it works. And then we can learn from them. Makes sense. I'm down with it. I'm Tony Katz. This is Tony Katz today.
because a couple things. If you're going to run for president and all you're going to do is like endorse Donald Trump, I mean, there's so many of these people running that will not take him on, pretend like he's not in the race, and then also pretend like he's this like political prisoner from the DOJ. Uh, they should just drop out and endorse him. I mean, you really have a better chance of getting a job in the administration just to get all in on Donald Trump today. And if you want to take the advice of Representative Adam Kinzinger, you go right ahead. I would not advise it. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. It's good to be with you. Find everything at TonyKatz.com. I don't think everybody's running just to endorse Trump. Knowing that he's being abused by the system, by your nonsense January 6th committee, and it is nonsense. Oh, I'll gladly debate that anytime, any day. No cross-examination, nobody on the committee who would ask other questions. You then discarded of evidence so it couldn't be looked at. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and you did it all with a TV showrunner so it could be ready for prime time. This isn't serious. This isn't serious stuff, Adam Kinzinger, but that's okay. You're not a, not a serious man. We're fully aware of this. Take advice from Adam Kinzinger. Good Lord. There's a story out of Greenwood worthy of our time. It's about a police officer right here in Indiana, Greenwood, Indiana, south of Indianapolis, who is suing the city and the police chief over the right to free speech. Now, I have uh, the, the story here. Uh, from from Wish TV, the story goes uh, that this officer who is facing disciplinary action, disciplinary, I don't know why that word bothers me, uh, filed a lawsuit in federal court saying that the city government is trying to punish him over his right to free speech, violating his First Amendment rights. Um, so his name is Sam Bowen. He's one of two Greenwood officers that face a possible firing. Um, this will be a hearing on September 20th of the Greenwood Merit Commission. This according to the police chief, James Eisen. So Bowen filed the lawsuit in federal court in June against Eisen and the city government. What Bowen says is being disciplined for making comments in social media discussions. This was prior to, uh, well, to a, a report primary was this going when is what year was this the may 2nd republican primary win of republican mayor mark myers myers got 55 percent of the vote defeated a former central grove school board leader named joe hubbard and myers is unopposed in the november general election okay all right uh so far i'm following the story so far i get it bowen's lawsuit says his comments were about the perceived lack of transparency in reporting criminal activity and alleged attempts by the incumbent mayor, Mark Myers, and that Eisen, the chief of police, is downplaying uh, the reporting of violent crime in the city. I guess Bowen made comments, and he's they're going after him, for making uh, the, the, the comments, uh, violation of policy of the Greenwood Police Department, that members shall use information technology resources, including computer software and systems that are issued or maintained by the agency in a professional manner and in accordance with this policy. The answer, uh, you're charging that he went onto Facebook on his work laptop? That's the reason uh, to fire him, restricted access and use. 
sending derogatory, defamatory, obscene, disrespectful, sexually suggestive, harassing, or any other inappropriate messages on the MDC mobile data center system is prohibited and may result in discipline. Wait, did, did he send something that was salacious? Or did he uh, only comment uh, that uh, he didn't think that the city was being honest and that the mayor wasn't being honest? So I haven't seen anything that says it was salacious. But that he posted things on Facebook and therefore that was reason to uh, either uh, discipline him or fire him. All of this leads to a question about whether or not you are entitled to free speech. And of course, we're not really discussing it as a citizen. We're discussing it as a member of a police department or a member of, well, any organization in which you contract with them. What does that do to your ability to speak? So I'll, I'll take it from a, a personal level to start with. And, and you, with, with your gig, your job, you might have the same issues I do. There is no doubt that as a radio host, I have a certain, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Leeway. It's, it's the job. My job is to speak. And, and by the way, I am so absolutely cognizant of this at all times and in all ways that I never, ever, ever have to deal with not being allowed to say something. Yet, there are seven words I'm not allowed to use. The FCC violation for that, the Federal Communications Commission, the fine for that, that would be pretty big. Oh, you're not allowed to use those words. And there are a host of other things that have nothing to do with the FCC that if I said my employer could find issue with and I could lose my job. Uh, things that Dave Chappelle could say, but somehow I can't say. Which is weird because I wouldn't say because I at least understand what it is that we're discussing and why it's so such despicable terminology. Yet he does it with impunity and is able to sell Netflix specials on it. I'll let America try and figure that one out. But of course the answer would be, yeah, well that, that's not um, uh, acceptable. Can I tell you the only time, the only time in my radio career in, in Indianapolis uh, and, 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 and with the team that I work with that I have ever, ever gotten admonishment for something I said um uh gdam i used it as, as i was engaged in something of the blank dam i forget i forget what it was it's the only time i ever got called to the office it was uh my, my program director uh ops guy uh david wood and he's like yeah yeah you can't curse on air i'm like what are you talking about i didn't curse on air you said this that's not a curse he looked me dead in the eye and he said you're in indiana and I said, okay, won't happen again. And, and, and I haven't. I have actually had to keep myself from using it before. Not often, not often, once or twice. Oddly enough, I have never really had the temptation to curse. What sometimes does happen is, is like you're, you'll be reading through something. So if I'm doing the show and I'm, I'm looking at what's happening social media-wise, I'm checking what's going on news-wise, and sometimes a word will come past or some tweet will come past and it's got a curse in all of a sudden, it's like bang, right there in your head. And you're like, oh no, oh no, oh no. And you got to work through that. 
you have to be very focused to not bring that up because you notice like like if you're doing two things at once, you might say something from thing one, but you're talking about thing two. You got you to be very, very wary of that. I've never, ever cursed on air, and I only hope uh, to get through the rest of my career uh, with that record intact. I, who have the ability to engage the subjects that I choose to engage in, also have restrictions on what it is that I say. Is it so wild and so far-fetched for the same restrictions or different restrictions to happen to a police officer. I don't I I I I don't believe that's so far fetched. I don't think that's so crazy. I think that's standard. In addition to things that you can't say on radio, what about the idea of a morals clause? There's a way you have to present yourself and you don't know athletes get this and and, and others. How about the idea of athletes doing other risky things or dangerous things? We're not talking about David Burgum, the presidential candidate who played some pickup basketball, hurt himself, something fierce. There's a real question whether or not he's going to be able to attend the debate tonight. They want to get him a chair, and they don't know if the debate committee is going to allow him a chair. I, I'm, I mean, I, I, I will hear tonight like the, the real de- details of everything that happened and whether it was gruesome. They took him to a hospital, ambulance to hospital. We're talking about the governor of North Dakota was playing a pickup basketball game, I believe it was, and then, is, is, is it his leg? I, I forget right now. Because uh, because uh, we went over it earlier and there's other reporting. I figure we're going to get the whole story uh, to, to, to tonight. Right? But if you are a professional athlete, isn't this the story of Naeem Hines? Naeem Hines uh, of the Buffalo Bills, formerly of the Indianapolis Colts, blew out his knees, gone for the season, was he, was he jet skiing or water skiing or something like that? Something you're not allowed to do if you're a professional athlete. What is so crazy about saying to a police officer, yeah, you don't, you don't get to comment on, on these things on social media. Now, there is, of course, another side to it. There is time where you are off work. And if you're off work and out of the uniform... Why aren't you allowed to uh, participate in your own civics? Why aren't you allowed to participate in an election? Why aren't you allowed to participate in, 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 in what's happening? No one would say to the officer that you can't vote. What if the officer was in uniform because they were working on that day and they stopped to vote? Would, 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 or they were wearing their uniform before they got on the job, they went to vote. Would that be allowed? Would that be some kind of interference uh, look some lawyer might say well actually yes and here's why i don't i don't know i'm asking a question out loud but more to the point is is the idea of whether or not you are allowed to exercise your rights even with the gig you're voting you might not vote for uh who the 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 union wants you might not vote for who your chief wants you're there to vote but you're wearing the uniform you're engaging in something while you're in uniform and and someone could ask whether or not you're allowed to do that the police officer should have the ability to participate in conversation in, in, in any forum. They should be free to do so. But there could be restrictions on the things that you engage. There's a difference between whether or not you're somebody who could be commenting on an election and making a claim of these people aren't being transparent versus 
saying, oh, yeah, I just saw Guardians of the Galaxy 3. If it wasn't for the last 20 minutes of that movie, that movie would have sucked. Which, by the way, I saw Guardians of the Galaxy 3. If it wasn't for the last 30 minutes of that movie, you know what? I'll call it the last hour. The first hour of that movie is dreadful. It's awful. Unnecessary. It was so bad. So bad. And then the last, I'm going to call it maybe 45 minutes. Maybe it was an hour. Um, Crushed. Crushed in every single way. Crushed. It was it was really really super, super duper good. I don't I don't know what happens next uh, with them, but it was it was it was super good. I liked it quite a bit. Um, I think it's okay to tell somebody no, no, you don't get to participate in this because of X. That's what's in your contract. That's part of the deal. I think that is okay to do because the officer doesn't have to take the job. Now, what you're going to say to me is taking a job does not take away your rights. I agree that doesn't take away your rights, but it could absolutely be a conversation about the expectation of the job. You don't get to comment on this, just like I, who can say anything he wants to say, but there are some words I can't use, and there's some phraseology I shouldn't use. Right? I... I'm going to be fascinated to see how this goes because I think that you can fire somebody for how they're engaging because they do represent the force at all times, at all times. But I think we better be real sure what we're going after somebody for. It's one thing if they were being, you know, delivering secrets or something like that. You didn't like what they had to say because it was embarrassing. Right, is that it? Is this what we're saying? That they didn't like the conversation because uh, it embarrassed the incumbent mayor, Mark Myers? Or it embarrassed the the police chief, James Eisen? Because I don't care about embarrassments. Your embarrassment means nothing to me. Uh, No, 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 no. We all do things. We all say things. Uh, You're in the public eye. Uh, You're going to face your time. I don't think it should be uh, just these these random attacks. If it's a lie, you can certainly say something about that. You're going to argue that it's disparaging. Well, that could be something different as well. But I think this all boils down to whether or not you have unlimited free speech. And oddly enough, it's clear that people engage in levels of contract that say no. There are things based on contractual obligations that mean no. I think you should read the fine print. Now, this is going to cause some debate. I'm cool with it. I'd love to hear your thoughts. Tony at TonyCats.com. Of course, social media at TonyCats. Let me know what you think. This is Tony Katz today. The debate is tonight, and yes, indeed, it is Ron DeSantis who has the most to win and indeed the most to lose. As I said it on Newsmax just over the weekend, the dark horse in this race is not Vivek Ramaswamy, not by any stretch. 
I think the dark horse is not Vivek Ramaswamy, nor is Ooh. it Mike Pence, nor Nikki Haley. Oh, no, no, no. The dark horse is Ron DeSantis. You can't have wow. a collapse when you had so much wind at your back and not be considered <laughs> one of the longest shots around. DeSantis has, I mean, never mind that the campaign's been horrific up until this point, and they've had the reset and they have an opportunity. This debate is an absolutely tremendous opportunity for people, for him to remind people, hey, I'm the guy you loved. Hey, I'm the guy who didn't shut down Florida. Hey, I'm the guy who fought Disney. Hey, I'm the guy who's been making sure that schools aren't teaching the woke insanity. That's what he has to reintroduce himself as. He's the guy. Trump not being there gives him a great opportunity to introduce himself to America without any other nonsense distractions. I think Trump not being there helps him the most. It helps uh, Chris Christie the least. It hurts Christie the most because going after Trump is his entire methodology. Uh, But I will be following the whole thing. And I'll be live streaming starting at 8.45 p.m. Eastern at TonyKatz.com. It'll be on Rumble. It'll be on TonyKatz.com. Go to TonyKatz.com. You should be able to see it there. Uh, And uh, we're going to live stream and commentary. And uh, we're drinking uh, the Blue Run High Rye Bourbon. And we're smoking the Davidoff uh, Nicaragua uh, Diadema. Those are my choices for the debate tonight. You smoke and drink what you want. I won't hold it. Uh, against you. I will catch you for the debate. Find everything at TonyKatz.com T-O-N-Y-K-A-T-Z TonyKatz.com Tomorrow, everyone, take care.